podcast listener, welcome to the Living Better Podcast, where you will get to hear stories, secrets, strategies, and tips to help you lose weight, get strong, and feel amazing. For more information about the Living Better Podcast, head on over to CrossFitHale.com slash podcast. Living Better Podcast, we are back. Uh, I am Coach Jay, here with... I'm Coach Heidi. And uh, today we're going to talk about how to finish a challenge. So let's say you've done a challenge, you've done like a marathon, maybe you did a burpee challenge, something like uh, like Heidi and I did. So you've reached your goal of finishing the challenge or, you know, finishing the marathon. Now what? Exactly. Um, so one of the things that happens is, uh, and I've been, we've been asked this question a few times, after you celebrate your challenge, how do you maintain and improve the progress that you made uh, during that challenge? So, um, so we're just going to go through a few steps, uh, things that we've done to uh, maintain and improve our progress and sort of take what we've learned from the challenge and apply it to our lives in general. Um, so the first thing that I like to do is an 80-20 analysis. Um, and what that means is I just figure out what worked. What, is the, what are the few things that I did that made the biggest difference during the challenge? So this last um, No Excuses Challenge, we're just finishing up, you know, it was a lifestyle challenge. We talk about nutrition, sleep, mobility, and training. Um, and every time we do it, we learn something a little bit new. What did you take out of the last challenge? Uh, sleep, for sure, was the biggest takeaway I had. I was already training every single day or at least doing 100 burpees every single day. Uh, also from there, uh, just taking on the seven hours of sleep that allowed me to then have more energy to do all the things I needed to do, build a habit of going to bed on time and, and in the end, give up coffee, which also snowballed into some other things. So biggest takeaway for me was definitely the sleep. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest takeaway for me was, uh, for this last one, you know, I always knew kind of what I needed to do for nutrition and I generally had a decent plan, but you know, life circumstances have changed since the last challenge and I don't have as much time to cook. And so I started looking into meal delivery options and things like that. And I found a new way to kind of make sure we get good food without spending as much time. And so, you know, that's something I'm definitely going to take away from the challenge It's something I'm going to continue. It's pretty easy. It's something I can make a part of my life. Um, and as a, as a result of that, I've kind of shared it with a lot of different people and they've made those changes. It's made a lot, made a big difference for people. Absolutely. Um, so once you kind of figured out what worked, the next step is to figure out some guardrails. So let's say, uh, you know, going back to what worked for a lot of people, when they do these kind of challenges, they find out that giving up sugar is like the number one thing that makes a difference for them, right? Someone goes from eating tons of sugar to giving it up completely. You lose a lot of weight in, you know, four to six weeks, mm -hmm. right? And you feel a lot better. Yep. So once you kind of figure out what those things are, you use those to establish your guardrails. So tell me a little bit about what guardrails are. Sure. So guardrails are basically your check to make sure that you're not going so off the rails that you'll go back to um, how you were living before. So for instance, for someone that had trouble with sugar, you'll remember how bad it was to give it up, right? You probably don't want to go through that again, nor do you want to bounce back to how you felt or a heavier weight before the challenge. So the idea is maybe you save it for special occasions. So for instance, Monday through Friday, you eat squeaky clean, but you have a birthday party to go to on Saturday. Instead of giving up kind of that social situation and the celebration, you plan ahead to make sure that what you've done has set you up to that 
so that that one event is not going to break you. You mm. can have your cake. You can have the special meal. Then you move back to what you were doing before and try to maintain your routine. Yeah. So um, it's it's like one of those things where you where you let's say you're going to have that cheat meal. You plan what you're going to do leading up to the cheat exactly. meal. Maybe you have like you know a great breakfast, great lunch, whatever. Then you plan what's going to happen after the cheat meal. So. You know, let's say you're going to go out for beers with the guys, whatever. Great. So you go and do that, but you plan what your meals are going to be the next day. You also, one of the things I find is if I force myself to go to the gym and train, then I know I'm going to treat myself better the next day. Oh, absolutely. Um, the, the biggest thing that kind of gets you is like the, the what you do the day after. Absolutely. The next day it's like, oh, well, I had maybe three, four beers or more last night. Am I going to get out of bed and cook myself breakfast or am I going to order a pizza? Yeah. I'm going to cook breakfast. I'm going to go to the gym. Whatever it is, you have to set up your own trigger to make sure you make that good decision when it comes time. Yeah. And you want to make it as easy as possible. Absolutely. As easy as possible. So other ways, I mean, you know, not everybody has that same sort of thing. Yeah. Other other ways that you can establish guard guardrails have regular check-ins. Mm -hmm. So for example, if your goal is to maintain a certain weight, pick a time each week that you're going to weigh yourself, right? I would suggest Sunday morning because yeah. that's when you're going to weigh the most statistically. Yes. Statistically, you'll weigh the least on Friday morning. After the birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Sunday morning, you're going to weigh the most. But what's going to happen is if you weigh yourself every Sunday morning, you'll get a consistent and and you'll also, because you're doing it first thing on Sunday, it will help you set up the week. So you'll be like, okay, I'm going to do my meal prep or whatever. Yeah. Um, it may be a weekly check-in with somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. So like if, if you found that the accountability made the biggest difference, then making sure that you have that as your, as one of your guardrails uh, will, will help you maintain that progress. And another quick thought on that, for instance, if you were trying to train multiple days a week, set up a training date with your buddy. Yeah. Maybe it's that you both show up at the same time. Hey, how are things going? Just knowing that someone is still paying attention to what you're doing sometimes is very, very powerful. Yeah. And accountability, and we'll talk a little more about this, but like we, we underestimate how important it is. Um, so number three, figure out a different way to measure success. So for example, if you did a, the no excuses challenge and you lost 10 pounds, right? And you're measuring your, you're measuring your success in that challenge strictly on how much weight you lost. You know, you may find that like you have one big cheat meal and you put on nine of those pounds. Yep. Um, and so does that mean you've erased four weeks of, of challenge? Not necessarily. If you measure success by how you look, feel, and perform, and not just the, what shows up on the scale, then you're going to find that you can continue to, to, to make progress without necessarily hitting that one number. Absolutely. And that's part of why we measure different, uh, different metrics as we go into a challenge. That's why we do a baseline workout as well. And not just, hey, did you lose weight? Because also your goals may shift, right? You notice now, oh great, I hit a body weight back squat. That makes me feel much better than losing a pound on the scale. Right. So therefore, maybe it's an easier thing to chase. And as a side effect, you maintain your results that you have. Yeah. And, you know, for example, if your challenge was, hey, I was going to finish a marathon and you finish that marathon and, you know, while training for the marathon, the only thing you measured was how fast you could run a mile, you know, you may want to just pull back and say, okay, well, maybe a mile time is not the true, the only measure of my performance, Absolutely. right? You know, okay, yeah, I can run a, you know, six and a half minute mile, 
but it might also be useful if you can back squat your body weight or, you know, be able to do a pull up or whatever. And so if you figure out other ways to measure success, then you'll continue to make progress. And that kind of leads us into point number four. You know, you like if your goal is to lose weight, there's a certain point where you're going to stop losing weight. Yeah. Like if you, you know, you get down to, you know, 115 pounds or something like that, like you're not going to keep losing weight, right? Um, hopefully not. Well, I would think that at some point your goals start to shift, especially yeah. with what we do and knowing that there are other measures. You'll lose weight to a point where you're feeling great. You're yeah. feeling happy and confident and all of that. And now you can focus on what can my body do? Yeah. Yep. And and so that the next point is decide what you want now. Right. And and that and that has a double meaning. So it's decide what you want to do now, but decide it now. Yes. Right. And so like let's say, okay, your goal was to lose ten pounds, you lost that ten pounds. Now you have to decide what is that next goal. So the next goal might be to get your first pull up. So decide that and then start doing something about it right now. Mm-hmm. Don't wait like six weeks before you decide what your next goal is. Pick something and start going for it immediately. Absolutely. And tying back to kind of the 80-20 rule here, you're already in the habit now of doing all of these extra things. If you decide what you want now and you add that thing back into your routine, you're still going to end up likely with some time back or some stress back from not having to maintain every single one of the things that you were doing in the challenge. So maybe even it's five pull-ups a day or five attempts a day, whatever it is, but that shouldn't feel like a big burden so long as you start it now. Yeah. As opposed to waiting to go back to all your old habits and then trying to add it back. Exactly. It's not like the slow burn to, <laughs> you know, back to where you started, right? Absolutely. You, you know, and the thing is like when I, when we say now, it's like that doesn't mean you have to do it now. Sure. You could decide, hey, I'm going on vacation for two weeks, but when I get back, this is what I'm going to do and this is the first step. And that's, the, that's number five is take that first step. So if your goal is to get a pull-up, Pick a date that you want to have that pull up. Yes. Right. So, you know, six weeks from now, I want to have my first pull up or, you know, six weeks from now, I want to do a Spartan race or, you know, whatever it is. So sign up for whatever it is that you're going to do. Uh, set whatever goal it is. You know, if if your only goal is to just maintain like all the good habits that you have, okay, mm-hmm. what's the first step can that you can take? I can yeah. prep my food. Yep. Right. Or, you know, I can schedule my next check in. You know, or exactly, weigh-ins on Sunday. I'll put a notice in my phone every Sunday. It becomes habit again. Yeah. So, you know, we talked a little bit in the last podcast about the 100 burpee a day challenge. You know, as we got to the end, probably two or three days before the end, we were like, I, you know, I I don't want to stop doing I don't want to stop doing something. Yeah. It's like, I want to stop doing burpees, but I wanted to replace it with something because we already have this habit of doing something. That was 10 to 15 minutes a day. What other awesome thing can we add into that? So we, we, we decided we're just going to run a mile a day. Yeah. And so we started doing that and it's easy. It's just something we've taken what that, that habit of doing something every day and replaced it with something else. And now it's improved our running. So also forced us to kind of face the, the fact that we suck at running, but whatever. Another reason we're training seven days a week still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the idea is like decide what you want and take that first step immediately. Um, number six, and this is my favorite one, is uh, find some accountability. Um, so, you know, w- with our challenges, we try to do them with partners. We try to do them with groups. You know, it's kind of one of the themes of what we do is like you're going to be around other people that have similar goals. And the idea here is, we 
as Americans, we like to think that we are independent and we don't need anybody. I don't, I don't need no one. Yeah. But the truth is we work better with other people. Yep. It doesn't matter how introverted you are, you are going to work better with other people. Mm -hmm. And if somebody is there holding you accountable, it's going to make a bigger difference. Absolutely. And the good news here is we have plenty of people in our community that will help you. If you're, for instance, coming off of the Misfit Challenge, you have at least 10 other ladies that are there with you or the No Excuses Challenge, stay with your partner if you'd like, you know, schedule a play date for you guys to both come into the gym and just check in once a week. How are you doing? Are you training? Are you doing the things that you had planned on doing? Yeah. And, you know, accountability is the thing that it's sort of like, you know, I like to say get a partner or make a bet. Um, For other people, you know, if you are like very regimented, it's just putting it as part of your routine. Maybe it's like a, uh, an app that you put on your phone that you, where you track all your habits. Mm -hmm. Just making sure that there's something external to you that's going to hold you accountable to the thing you said you would do. Yes. Right? Um, you know, we're, we're, you know, as human beings, like we sometimes are motivated to do stuff. Sometimes we're not. The truth is motivation follows action. It's yes. not necessarily the other way around. Yes. Right? So, um, so there are six steps that you can take uh, once you've reached that goal to figure out what you're going to do next to make sure that you maintain your progress. Um you know, one of the best things about being here is that there's always somebody that has kind of a similar goal or has been through the process that you can kind of talk to about these things um, and will help you kind of reach that next level. Yeah. When I think about our community, so many of us that were here kind of for the first challenge and then as we've done different iterations of this no excuses challenge, we have a lot of knowledge. There are a lot of people that have been through this. And so if you have questions or if you have struggles, ask a coach or, you know, ask someone that's been there. You are not alone. Your your struggles certainly aren't, uh, you're not the only one facing them. Likewise, your goals. We'd love to be your cheering squad, right? Yep. Um, so that's so that's uh, our topic for today. I'd like to thank Dale for uh, giving us uh, the question that led to this podcast. If you have any questions or anything that you'd like to know, uh, please shoot it shoot uh, shoot us a message. Let us know. Uh, we're we're here to help you, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Living Better podcast. For more info or notes about the show, head on over to CrossFitHale.com/podcast. See you next time.